Hi everyone, before we get into this week's episode of the show, we wanted to thank all of our listeners for supporting what we do. And now we've got a new way for you to show your support, by buying us a beer. Yep, we don't make any profit from doing this, but we want to grow this thing by putting a bit of money into getting the word out. So if you'd like to help us out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash pod to show your support for just £3. Just like Julia and Lever did the other day, they went on and bought us beers, and we massively appreciate that. So that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash pod. Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. Yes. Hi. 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 Are we okay? Yeah, we nearly didn't have an episode 35 then. Well, we recorded one section of it. We could have just thrown that out. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Um, 15 minutes of it. Sorry, my little boy was just a little bit upset, so I had to... Oh. A while for us to sort him out, but he's but he's down anyway. Well, good. Soon, <laughs> soon. Good. Left my wife with him. Um, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, it's just yeah, same old really. It's uh, it's yeah, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to report. Yeah, how about you? Good. How was your weekend? Uh, what did I get up to? I. <laughs> Again, I should have thought about this. <laughs> I did a, we did a quiz. Oh, we? we did. Oh, we did. Oh, yes, I saw you at the weekend. Yes, we did a, yeah. a quiz to sort of like mark your birthday ish and like, ish. Yeah, yeah. Ish. Why not? That was good Why fun. Not? We got we got merry and had some fun, and it was nice I to had see a, everybody. I had a few. Well, one too many. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, in fact, did you hear me then? Yeah. I had a. Uh, a one, a two. Oh, don't. Oh. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films. Cheesy films. Superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This, this is Dads on Film. Too early, yeah, I know. Nice and early. I only only because last week it was like fifteen minutes in, and we okay. never did the oh, intro. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, I tell you what I did do. I yeah, because the next morning you were feeling quite ropey, weren't you? But I Oof. went on like a, I went on a nice big walk with regular listener Rick, and uh, nice about thirteen and a half k something like that. Yeah, in the, in the snowy peaks of around our way, it was it was excellent. Well, yeah, I think I'll explain to the listeners. So what what we all did was we um like we did a quiz with Greg and a few of our friends and um my my round we did five questions each and my round I'd I'd sort of uh, done some challenges tasks. so like yeah challenges and people had to kind of guess you know how long it took me so like juggling was one of them how long yeah. did, did I juggle for and they had to guess <laughs> but one of my final question I'd uh, I'd set myself oh, a yes. secret little task Do you remember this. <laughs> So I'd set myself a secret little task during last week's episode. Which I knew nothing about. Yeah. Yeah. So I secretly tried to fit as many animals as I possibly could into last week's episode without Greg noticing. So here you go. You're like a a bald eagle, you know, going on a stag do. Not been up to much. It's a bit like Groundhog Day now. As the crow flies like a mile, taking the dog out. Oh, uh, Raging Bull. A oh, Bojack Horseman's really weird. Rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs>
the fox and the hound. I'm gonna get some more water. Drinking like a fish. Chicken run. The white tiger. I keep wanting to say the snow leopard. <laughs> or black panther. The mongoose, the buffalo. He's like a leech. Batman begins. A lion, a zebra, a hippo, a giraffe. And the, yeah, really smart penguins. Yeah. Shark tail. The so, lemurs. Okay. So the okay. And he's like a big, beautiful bear. Hello, monkey man. I think those children are going to run off with your uh, air, AirPods. I know, I know. I need to take like a magpie. Um, he's in it. He's like got loads of snakes. The big, massive gorilla, Mighty Joe Young. In protest, you turned her into a toad. Yes. <laughs> And there you go. <laughs> Amazing. I, I had absolutely no idea, you git. Uh, but yeah, impressive. But to I'm be honest, impressive. you were, you actually helped quite a lot because a lot of some of them, you just, you were like, Bojack Horseman. I was like, yes, Bojack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> and made, made sure I repeated it. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm a bit, you know, you gave yourself Batman. It's an animal. Shut up. Okay, fine. But well done. How many was that? 32 maybe splendid Something like that yeah. not yeah. bad not very bad. good very good well done and uh much better than you were on the skateboard uh you did uh what were you like uh, <laughs> i did a, a, kick, kick a, 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 a varial kick flip a kick flip oh, <laughs> a varial <laughs> kick flip filmed it landed it beautifully and then actually you had to guess how many times it actually took me to land it <laughs> and uh people were like oh. people were quite nice at seven seven times 15 times. No, no, it took me 67 times to land it. I could barely walk after it. You, you persisted. I was quite impressed. I mean, were you fully prepared yeah. to give up? Were you prepared to give up or were you just going to carry on whatever? No, because I knew I needed it and I needed it for my for my quiz. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Uh, right. so I've not mentioned my window situation. Have I? No. Uh, but just before we get into that, Greg, I yeah. just want to know, it's Harry Potter week, okay? Yeah. And we'll make a big deal out of it. But and we do have a Harry Potter quiz a little bit later on. Yeah, so as, anyway. as Dave sort of alluded to, we've got a Harry Potter quiz <laughs> later on. Te uh, got a friend of the show, Christian, uh, coming on to ask us 10 questions about Harry Potter. Um, I don't think, you know, as on the grand scheme of things, relatively, we are not Harry Potter nerds like that to that level, are we, where we wouldn't know that much stuff. I thought I was. Yeah, but... but I think. Well, I think there are. Tell me about your window. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. I, I, um, there's a hole in the side of my house because uh, where nice. the kids have had the bedroom done, I was shutting the Velux window. Other sunroofs are available, and uh, <laughs> and it basically the frame broke and cracked, and then a, the pane broke, and we had to take the window out in the middle of the night. And uh, my good friend and neighbour down the road, I hope you come and seal it up and. Uh, I've been terrified of rain coming in all week whilst we wait for a replacement to come and then get fitted, and it's going to be like 700 quid or whatever. So, oh, yeah, wow. nightmare. If uh, you'd like to buy a coffee for <laughs> yes. oh, Greg's yes. children, <laughs> yeah, insulation. Uh, so, so now they're on the floor of our room at the minute. Not that we've we've got other rooms, but <laughs> I don't know why. Want to camp out. I don't know. Well, yeah, and not only that, Arthur's in our bed, but. You know, oh, on, the, nice. on, the, on the new mattress that we've just paid four hundred pound for. Right, so. uh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So anyway, Harry Potter week. So on the back of uh, me 
finally getting around to watching, finishing watching all the Harry Potter films because uh, I kind of gave up first time around. A bit like with the MCU, really. Uh, we mm. we are kind of making a thing of Harry Potter week, and uh, yes. we're going to talk about them. We've done the, the Harry Potter World Cup, which many of our listeners have yeah. sort of taken part in. We're going to do the big reveal of the winner of the Harry Potter World Cup, where we've put all eight films in a bit of a knockout competition against each other on social media for you guys to vote for. So thank you to everybody who's in, been involved with that. Uh, yeah, so we'll have a bit of fun with it. We'll sort of geek out on... Mm. on uh, on Potter, Potterness, not Potter. We're going potty, potty. We're going potty for, for Potter. Potty. Hey. Yeah. Have you, have you seen, seen anything? Any... <laughs> <laughs> have you watched anything good this week, Greg? Other than the films, well, we've had to watch. <laughs> I, I bet you didn't hear, did you? Um, what I tagged onto the end of last week's podcast. Oh no! Uh, see, I did a little. Did I did a little. Um, Thank you to Callum from my film now for recommending oh, Pris- nice. Prisoners because I went after, was it after the show? No, it was the day after, it was on the Thursday when we put it up. Yeah. Uh, watched it that night and uh, with my wife and really, really enjoyed it. It's a really good recommendation. So thank you, Callum, for that. Mm. And uh, I thought it's it's very dark. And I thought, yeah, at the start, I was like, am I going to enjoy this? And, you know, it's about mm. essentially about the kidnapping of a girl that's. Probably similar age, maybe a little bit older than my daughter. I was like, "Yeah, this ain't cool." Um, but <laughs> suffice to say, it's all right. Like, in, you know what I mean? In terms of like, without giving yeah. anything away, no spoilers. But it's fine. It's all right. But it's a good. It's a very good film. Very good film. And yeah. Hugh Jackman absolutely outstanding in it. Uh, so yeah. uh, I really, really enjoyed watching that. Uh, well, I kind of, you know, after doing a whole month, I did, so I did 31 films in 31 days uh, throughout July. And uh, so obviously after that, I've kind of taken my foot off the gas and I've only watched mm. sort of four films this week. Um, wow. So so not a lot else. The, the, <laughs> rest, the rest we're going to get into uh, a little bit later. What about you? You've watched many films? Yeah. We've had a bit of a Paul Rudderthon this week off the back of uh, us watching Fundamentals of Care in a few weeks ago. So I watched one... Um, it's a bit of a throwaway rom-com with Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston uh, called Wanderlust. But actually, it's pretty funny. This couple, um, they they got this like really expensive little apartment in New York and they both lose their jobs. One thing leads to another and they end up living on this uh, almost like a commune sort of thing um, with loads of hippies. Uh, but it's really funny. Everyone's having a really good time. Uh, yeah, it's good. And then we watched another one. <laughs> so another sort of uh, one that you may not have heard of, Paul Rudd. Uh, it's called Our Idiot Brother. Have you ever come across no, that no, before? No. no. So it kind of flips it. So Paul Rudd is kind of like this uh, bit of a stoner, but like really nice guy. And he's got three older sisters played by um, uh, Zoe Deschanel, uh, ooh, Elizabeth Banks, and Emily Mortimer, I want to say. But it's also got like Adam Scott, Steve Coogan's in it, um, a few others. Yeah, it's just good fun. He's really cool. just a really like likable character. Uh, yeah, good sort of throwaway 90 minute movies. But yeah, good. Sounds good. I, I love, think. I love, absolutely love Paul Wood. Have we had any messages this week, Greg? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a few messages. Uh, Elliot messages, he watched uh, White Tiger. And uh, I've oh, lost nice. my notes since restarting my computer. So uh, I've got them here. Talk amongst yourself. Elliot message, Greg. 
All right. <laughs> oh, did he? I'll take this, Greg. So Elliot watched White Tiger. He said, it was good, but I agree with the rushed finish. Felt like that should have been the middle of the film. But I agree the main actor was outstanding with the whole thing about him having that smile on his face, but you could see his pain. I like that he has a complex character and not completely good. Well, I think I'd have to agree with you, Elliot. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Um, just sort of It's ne- definitely stuck stuck with me, that film. Yeah. Uh, I, still don't, I still don't think it was perfect. And I, but I've, I've kind of thought about it a lot this week. I don't, don't quite know why. Just just want to name check him. It's uh, Adash Gurav uh, who plays Balram. Adash and, uh, Gurav. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he is just he's just wonderful. And it, yeah, he's definitely stuck with me as well. I think I think more and more people are sort of starting to find it and um, watch it. It's a sort of building a sort of building a bit, bit of a cult following, buzz, isn't it? Buzz about it. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, nice. So Greg. Yes. What's coming up on the show? Well, Dave, cue the music in this fun-packed Harry Potter special. Next up, where we are going to look at this week's homework, which was Colossal, uh, the Anne Hathaway 2016 film. Uh, Then we've got this Hmm. week's film news. Got quite a bit of film news this week. Uh, Then we've got a new new Netflix release with Ray Fiennes, The Dig. Um, so we're going to have a little bit of ch- chat about that uh, then for Harry Potter week we've got a couple of things we've got the Harry Potter quiz uh, we've got a good friend of the show Christian coming on to test us on our Harry Potter knowledge so uh, stick around to sort of join in with that get your pens ready mm, and definitely. then uh, quills yeah get your quills ready sorry and then we've got a uh, big Harry Potter chat we've got the Harry Potter World Cup that we've been doing on social media so we're going to talk through all of the Harry Potter films and sort of pit them against each other and decide which is well you guys really decide which is the ultimate winner our so solid this uh, so solid you this week is Pixar's Coco then we've got everyone's yeah. critic and we'll be setting homework let's do episode Woo. 35 baby Okay then, so last week, Hattie set us Colossal to watch for our homework. So this is the 2006 Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. Sorry, 2016, please forgive me. Uh, 2016 Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. Um, Comedy, drama, sci-fi? Sci-fi, black comedy, I think I've seen it build as, so yeah. Yeah, so it's written and directed by Nacho Vigalondo. That's quite a Spanish, isn't he? Um, Spanish guy. Not done much else that of note. That, uh, that yeah, yeah, not much else. in the English language, which isn't a bad thing, but yeah, not whatever. Either. So, here's a little <laughs> rundown of this film. Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> right, it's so weird. Gloria, yeah. okay, played by Anne Hathaway, is an out-of-work party girl forced to leave her life in New York City and move back home. When reports surface that, and here we go, a giant creature is destroying Saul, she gradually comes to the realisation that she is somehow connected to this phenomenon. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, yeah. So, so a couple of things to I mean, I mean... <laughs> I think Anne Hathaway's sort of fairly discerning about the role she takes. So, you know, mm. you, you know, you know, it's it's, it's weird because you watch it thinking, God, this looks like a terrible sort of like throwaway, like yeah, almost like B movie synopsis uh, yeah, sort of definitely. thing. And you just think, how how on earth is this going to work? Um, 
also, just before we start, uh, her boyfriend, who she leaves at the start, Dan Stevens, who I know you're a big fan of yeah. from um, the story of Dan Stevens. story of Fire Saga, if nothing else. Is, um, yeah. What's yeah. his character called in that? The Russian guy, anyway, isn't it? Uh, so, um, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's quite good. So it, it's absolutely bizarre. It's almost two films going on at the same time, and and it's you've got this drama about you know a character study of this girl who's sort of a mess and they say she's a mess her boyfriend calls her a, a mess i think and sort of kicks her into touch and that's when she, she 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 sort of goes back to her hometown where her parents house is empty because they've gone away and she's got nothing and you know she's gone from this sort of promising writer to having nothing having to go back to her hometown with a tail between her legs and legs and sort of lie initially about who she, what she's up to and why she's there and stuff like that and addressing these issues and she's you know she's struggling big time she's battling her her addiction her alcoholism but um sort of tied to that it's about the relationships that she makes with other people and sort of the choices that she makes and the path she takes and almost the the whole well i don't say almost it's completely blatant the whole godzilla like monster thing that's happening yeah. in soul that's a very big and blatant metaphor for addiction and the destruction that you can cause unwittingly by yeah. by your choices and your mistake your behaviors and mm. and your actions really go on you want to say something no 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 i i i completely agree but it's actually about a lot more as well well, okay, so there's toxic relationships in there. There's stuff yeah, like you start yeah. thinking, okay, is this about abuse? Is it about abusive relationships, or is mm. it about, um, is it about sort of just just bad friendships and not being able to actually uh, sort of see who you, the toxic people are around you and who you need in life and who you can't? It's about not being able to get away from something, isn't it? And, and yeah. sort of a situation that you that you're in. And I actually quite admire that. You know, you, you you could have sort of wishy washy films that sort of beat about the bush and sort of I don't know, like face these things sort of head on, and a more sort of um, literal, um, yeah, sort of yeah, um, more studies, literal and studies, and maybe more like melodramatic. That's I, well, I suppose I that's what I was looking yeah. for. I quite like the fact that you've got this stonking <laughs> great big, like blatant metaphor of yeah, yeah a Godzilla creature on the other side of the world being controlled by <laughs> your actions. I think that's kind of cool. I want, <laughs> and maybe they're trying to say is when she drinks, she turns into a monster. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, Literally. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it even goes to bits where she see, sometimes she seems fine, sometimes she's in control, and then her, her control gets challenged and you see her making these awful decisions yeah. like what are you doing sort of thing and getting mm. drawn back into that being that sort of person um and sort of self-sabotaging herself and um by making these awful choices it shouldn't work you watch this thing and you think yeah. this film i should have like switched this off a long time ago this is absolute tosh but <laughs> so bizarrely it keeps you there and it yeah, but through all the mess and through all the chaos and through all the sort of like bizarre sort of paths it takes, it works. I don't yeah, know why. I, I thought I was going to hate it. Yeah. It's a very odd film and I thought I was going to hate it and I thought, it, oh, you know, going in, I was like, this is a not so subtle metaphor for addiction. But actually, 
as I said, it, it, it's about a lot more things. And I think for me, the kind of toxic relationship side of it was was more interesting and more yeah. kind of not impressive, but more like engaging. So like how powerless she is um, and kind of overwhelmed, uh, oh, sort of powerless she is over here. Uh, well, without giving too much away, I suppose. Sure. Um, and like... And it, it even does these things like she gets showered with gifts, you know, sh- showered with gifts. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, gifts. I can't say that word. Gifts. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of remorse on the other side. But then it's, it's just, it's almost That's... that kind of like, not gaslighting, but it's, it remind it actually reminded me of um, a little bit of like the Invisible Man. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? It's got kind of similar kind of themes going on there. Slightly, you know, slightly different kind of tone, obviously. With with Jason Sudeikis, I don't know. I was getting a... with Jason Sudeikis yeah. playing a more prominent role, and I like the fact that actually at the start he's sort of well, hesitant to sort of ruin too much, but he's a very appealable character, mm. and, and you yeah. know very very pleasant. And I guess part of it as well is, you know you don't always know what people are, are really like. And at the start, he's having, you yeah. know, when he first meets you, he's sort of very kind. Here's a clip. When they started downsizing, I was the first to go. Oh, you jerk, you already knew. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> why, yeah. why didn't you tell me? Why are you letting me, like... Well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I, I didn't want you to think I was creepy, like I'm some sort of stalker. Oh, well, it's too late for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've been following me all these years? Of course I have. Somebody actually made it out of here and did something special for once. Hell, look what had to happen for things to get interesting around here. Giants attacking South Korea. No. I mean, you. So it, it, it sounds like there, it, like it, it could almost be, you know, we were speaking the other week about young adult. It could almost be sort of like yeah. the, the stepsister of young adult. And it's like, you know, the yeah, sort of thing is yeah, like it's a, it's a woman who needs to sort of get, get her together and sort herself out a little bit. But it goes to a completely different place <laughs> or beyond that. Yeah. It, it, it also kind of just briefly kind of touches on like, and I don't know how to kind of explain this, but the, the kind of like avatar, um, like problem. Do you like the, the kind of, right? How, how do I want to sort of try and explain this? Do you know, like, so you, you know, like avatars on computers or drones and things like that, and how sure. you because you're behind the screen, you're kind of removing yourself from okay, yeah, yeah, the like actual, that. yeah, yeah, I like what you're saying. Uh, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? Like, from the you're removing yourself from the actual from the consequence of your actions consequence there we go and it, it kind of does that and i quite liked how like he i didn't like it obviously but um expect well a particular character let's just say the robot um yeah, yeah. does far more destruction and quite quite happy to do it and there's part there's points where something will happen and he'll sort of look away to, and he'll hear like applause and things like that yeah but because he doesn't see the kind of aftermath of, of his of his actions, yeah, it doesn't affect him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I quite I quite liked that. And I also obviously I liked the kind of homage to kind of Japanese cinema, Godzilla and, and the kaiju's and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. My only issue was how the hell did she know to go to Seoul at the end? Yes. It's a it's a bit mm. of a far it was a bit of a sort of big call to sort of bit of, of a reach that's, that, that a bit of a reach, that's <laughs> the word I was looking for to think that's what I'm gonna do. Um Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, yeah. all I, what I would definitely can I can I decide how much I liked it? I can't almost at this stage. It's like I would absolutely recommend other people go and watch it because I want other people yeah. to watch it so I can go. What did you think? Because <laughs> um, it's one of them. It yeah. will divide opinion massively. I think yeah, a lot of people are going to go. I absolutely hated it, but there you go. <laughs> um, would you say, Greg, mm-hmm. this film was Tenet or <laughs> Tenet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or are we there yet? Which is this really crappy? I think it's maybe like Ashton Kutcher or something. Who knows? I think Tenet. And I'm going to go Tenet. Incidentally, do you mean Tenet? Tenet. Do you mean Tenet? Tenet. Are we there yet? Uh, we are going to have to come back to Tenet at some point. Uh, yeah. Because I think I, I, th- I feel like my feelings on Tenet have evolved possibly over time. Mm. I think I was, I've still only seen it once. Yeah, I need to go back and see it again and then. Give it some more discussion down the line. I don't yeah, know. Definitely. I don't know how how kind time will be to Tenet. Mm, definitely. And incidentally, Where... whenever I've been thinking of, uh, I know we're going to speak about a little bit about awards season in a bit. Mm. When I've been considering considering award season, I've completely disregarded Tenet in my head. Yeah, and it appears everyone else has as well. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we see Colossal, Greg? Uh, Colossal is available. On Netflix? Correct. Well done. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I think it's time for a little Harry Potter question, Greg. Okay. Yeah, give me a who, Harry Potter. Who, who disarms Albus Dumbledore becoming master of the Elder Wand? Uh, well, it was Draco. Oh, wait, yeah, because it's Draco, because then Draco disarmed... No, Draco is then disarmed by Dobby? No. No. Wait, it's something to do with... <laughs> it's to do with... Yes, you're right. you are right. Draco, but who's Draco then disarmed by to pass it on again? Harry. Harry. Oh, right, okay, I thought there was another person in between. Yes, but no. it's Draco, yes. Ten points to Gryffindor, well done. Wonderful. This is the news. Right, okay, so quite a lot of news this week. Yes. So first one, we both saw this. Uh, Edgar Wright has confirmed that the Baby Driver 2 script is complete. How do you feel about this? Right, because Edgar Wright doing Personally, a sequel, an actual sequel. I'm, I don't want it. No. I'm not that bothered not. about it because I think it, it kind of tied itself up quite nicely yeah. unless, it's, unless it's something completely different and it's... It's not even about baby. It's about somebody else. Well, that's it. Just kind of is just it, rolling with is that. It, is it going to have Ansel in it? It's uh, probably well. It's not. Well, I'm Spacey in it. Um, no, true. Lily James is no. the person who originally started speaking about it. So I think Lily J- James is involved, which makes me think probably baby. You've in, got uh, kind of th- you've got kind of three people there who haven't got the best reputations at the minute. So I, I think Lily James is involved, which makes yeah. me think Ansel El- Elgort is. Um, Going to be involved too, surely. Um, mm. I have a feeling Edgar might not direct it. Mm. What? But but he's written the script, obviously. Yeah, the most important. It, maybe he'll he'll probably produce it, but I'm, I've got a feeling he he likes to do new stuff, doesn't he? Different things. So bizarre I, I that he's like, doing it again. Yeah. He's going there again. I did see that uh, apparently Edgar Wright has um, reconnected with Kevin Feige 
um, something like after seven years after having the like kind of Ant-Man well fiasco fallout, I suppose. Yeah, so that that that's quite interesting. Whether they'll you know reconnect over a, another property or something, who knows? Ed who knows? Doesn't need it. Um, yeah, no, well, he doesn't, but still be cool. Okay, be cool. like we said this before, but the Marvel stuff, the 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 films that do that we prefer the ones that have a bit more of a creative, creative director attached to it, you know, Taker and, you know. These well, I think, ones, we've, uh, I think we've said it before, haven't we? It's like almost Ant-Man was too early for that. Like the, the first Ant-Man, yeah. you know, like when it yeah. fell apart, that mm. was when they were still being safe with choice to director. And, yeah. and it's almost like definitely ever since since Ragnarok, did Guardians come after Ragnarok? Uh, Guardians, first Guardians came, for, came before Ragnarok. Okay, so, okay, so uh, James... Um, What's James his name? Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. So James it's almost Gunn. like James yeah. Gunn started like the the sort of yeah, creative definitely. side of the MCU. So yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe the space definitely. room now. Okay, cool. Hmm. Um, linking to Colossal, Cloverfield. Remember Cloverfield? Yes. Uh, so it, the, it's kind of like an, another sort of found footage one in the, yeah, in the wake yeah. of. Wreck. Was it after Wreck? Was it? After... I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember to be honest. But it was directed by Matt Reeves, who's doing ah. the Batman. Obviously. Um, but they've announced that there is a direct sequel coming out to it that okay. they're making. So this was like rumored years and years ago, but they never did it. But then what they they almost did, they kind of took Cloverfielders. Um, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost like a like almost like an anthology because you had Cloverfield, then you had Ten, Ten Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane, yeah, yeah, with uh, John Goodman, which actually was brilliant. It was really, really good. Yeah, and then you had Cloverfield Paradox, which I didn't see, but it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be good at all. Uh, Wasn't JJ Abrams something to do with one of them? I think he's produced. He produced them all. Um, So. There you go. But I, I really liked the first one. So, you know, if they were doing a direct sequel, I'd be interested. Lovely. Um, yeah. News today. Uh, Fantastic Beast 3 has shut down because and I quoted, yeah, an irreplaceable member of the cast has got the Brazilian variant of the... Well, I'll, tell you who it's, I'll tell you who it's not. Go on. Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Good, <laughs> correct, correct. So really, it's either uh, Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, cool. So there who, we go. But we've not. Who's playing? Who's playing the uh, Grindelwald? The uh, Grindelwald. Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. Okay. Mads Mikkelsen. He was Han- Hannibal in the. He's um, Le Chiffre from. Oh, yeah, of course. Casino Royale. Yeah, yeah. I love okay. He's yeah, yeah. a really good actor. Yeah. And finally, then Greg and. Yeah. This br- this brings us to this afternoon. The seventy uh, eighth Golden Globe nominations have been announced. Yeah. So I thought, just quickly, we'll just sort of run through the the main kind of categories. It's worth noting before we start this: Golden Globes is split into film and TV. Yes, they're not going to do the TV stuff. No. And what the Golden Globes also does is it splits up the films into categories. So we have drama, and then we also have musical and comedy as one kind of category as well. Yeah. Okay. So best motion picture drama here, here your nominations, the father. So this is the new Olivia Coleman and uh, Anthony Hopkins one. Um, Looks pretty decent. Mank, Nomadland, 
Promising Young Woman and The Trial of Chicago 7. So out of them, we've seen two out of those five, which is quite cool because it means mm. we've still got a lot of good films to watch. I know obviously Nomad, yeah. Nomad Land and Promising Young Woman are coming out, I think, over the next month or so, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so best performance by an actress in a uh, motion picture drama. So you got Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black yeah, Bottom. Yeah, okay. Uh, Andra Day in The United States versus Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Ooh. Francis McDormand, Nomad Land, and Carrie Mulligan, a Promising Young Woman. So that's I, a good I, category there. And again, as I say, still some I've not seen, but that's a that's a good category. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen Nomad Land or. Promising young woman. Um, did you say no Madland on there? Yeah. No, yeah sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, but I suspect certainly out of Viola Davis, who's an amazing performance in Marlene's Black Bottom. But mm. I think Vanessa Kirby out of Promise uh, from um, Pieces of a Woman. Just, yeah. I mean, you, you you can't deny it's a pretty special performance uh, from her. Yeah. Cool. Mm. What's next? Cool. Okay, let's move on. Uh, best actor in a drama. Okay. okay so we have got Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Marini's Black Bottom. Yeah. Posthumous. Yeah. Nomination. Anthony Hopkins in The Father. Gary Oldman in Mank and Tahar Rahim in uh, the Mauritanian. Mauritanian. Okay. I've never heard of it. I mean, what what so. what you tend to, I think I think what you tend to get for the Globes is they go for they, they will sort of take a chance a bit more on the winners. It's, 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 yeah, it's basically it's critics and the media, isn't it? Rather than yeah, you sort of yeah. the um, Academy, um, who sort yeah, of it's like the Hollywood foreign press. Hollywood foreign press. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. So yeah. from everything I'm hearing, it sounds like Riz Ahmed's going to get something um, okay, somewhere. Cool. Uh, but Chadwick Boseman is brilliant. I mean, it would be very sort of. I hope Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman would get something if he got something for the right reasons. It is a good performance. Mm. Is it the best performance I've seen yeah. all year? Possibly not, but you know, mm. it'd be nice for him to get something posthumous, posthumously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best motion picture, musical, or comedy. So we've got Borat subsequent movie film. Okay. Um, I think I know which one you're going for now. Uh, Hamilton. <laughs> Then we've got music, yeah. Palm Springs, which I've seen and it is great, and The Prom, which is meant to be dreadful. So I, I don't understand how that's been nominated. Do I need to tell you what I think? Yeah, you're, you're going for you're going for Hamilton. Yeah. I think Hamilton will probably win as well. Yeah. Uh, okay, best performance by an actress in a motion picture musical comedy. So we've got uh, Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film, Kate Hudson in Music, Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, Rosamund Pike, I Care A Lot, and Anya Taylor-Joy in Emma. Um, I've that? only seen Borat, if yeah. I'm honest. So yeah, um, but Maria Bakalova was really good in it. So you know, I think it'd be great if she won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's to be, Sa- Sa- Sasha won for the first Borat. Yeah, he won the Golden Globe. So well, he's not the star of this. He's not the star of well, exactly. She is. So, um, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't. I don't think it would ever work like this. But there's obviously so much talk of Anya Taylor Joy around because of Queen's Gambit. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if she won something on the back of like that. So, yeah. but, but she'll yeah. win for the Queen's Gambit to be honest. So I'm sure she's nominated for something. Yeah, Somewhere Queen's there. Gambit is is nominated for TV, but okay. yeah, we'll, we'll leave that. Okay, um, let's fly through these then. So, best performance by an actor in a, uh, in a musical comedy. So we have got Sasha for Borat. We have got James Corden in Prom, which is just ridiculous. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda for Hamilton. Yeah. Dev Patel, Personal History of David Copperfield. Yeah, uh, and Andy Samberg in Palm Springs, <laughs> which I think it's a good shout as well. I'd I love Dev to get it. I'd... I think Lin. 
Yeah, I think Lynn will get it. He will. Hamilton. He will because yeah. he's gone from. I mean, he's been gone from a big name in the theatre world to just a huge name in the world yeah. of the film. world. <laughs> the <Yeah>. world. Um, <laughs> it'd be really nice um, if he got it. I don't think he's. You know, what? I think he obviously he's amazing in Hamilton. I think David 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 Diggs is better um, in in his part. It, the role he plays, yeah. Uh, I'd love to see okay. Dev Patel get it. Wouldn't it be amazing if Dev Patel got gold? Go yeah, go. be awesome. He's so good in it as well. Cool. Uh, okay, so best motion picture animated. So you got the Crudes, New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolf Walkers. I think Soul is just yeah. going to grab that easy. Of you'd, yeah, you'd expect so. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Nearly there. Nearly there. Best performance by an actress in supporting role. Uh, so you've got Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia mm. Coleman in The Father, Jodie Foster in The Mauritanian, Amanda Seyfried in Mank, and Helena Zengel in News of the World. I think... You've seen News of the World? Amanda though. Seyfried might get that. No, no. Oh, I thought That's yeah. Tom Hanks, that one. Oh, it's, it's not out yet, over here yet. Uh, Mank's the only one I've seen. No. Um, hearing a lot about this, The Father. Have we got that yet, aren't we? It says 2020, but I don't think it's come out yet. It's basically Olivia Coleman. Um, so Anthony Hopkins, I think he's got Alzheimer's in it, and he's, it's just about his kind of his frail uh, mind, you know, state of mind, I suppose. Uh, okay, so best supporting actor, um, Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial of Chicago Seven, uh, which I think is a good shout. Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. <sighs> Jared Leto in Little Things. Bill Murray on the rocks and Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami. I think that's that's a tough. I don't think Bill will get it. I won't because he's a. D- um, Daniel Kaluuya might get it, but I I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha got it for Chicago Seven. Yeah, he was, he was very very good. In he's film, really good in it. Um, Finally, best director. Uh, for motion picture. So we've got Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. We've got David Fincher for Mank, Regina King for One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin, Trial Chicago 7, Chloe Zaho or Zao for Nomadland. Um, um, I, there's a good chance Regina King will get it. It'd be good, good for female maybe, directors to get it. Uh, Aaron Sorkin possibly. I don't think Fincher deserves it really nope. for Mank. Um, Sorkin maybe. Emerald Fennel, Emerald, yeah, Emerald Fennel for Promising Your Woman could be a could be a dark horse that you know I'm, I'm only hearing good things about it. Looking very so, much looking forward to it. It's there's a lot of hype about Promising Your Woman, which uh, yeah, definitely have to give it a watch when it comes out. Um, yeah, cool. so a, a lot more to say there, I think, uh, but you know maybe let's just leave it there and we'll see what happens on the twenty eighth. Yeah, let me think. Yeah, 28th of February, Golden Globes. Lovely. Lovely. Boom. So last week on Netflix, a new film came out called The Dig. It's a sort of British drama uh, all about the Sutton Who uh, burial site uh, that was unearthed. Mm around the time of the Second World War. It uh, stars Ray Fiennes playing Basil Brown as the sort of um, sort of the unsung uh, sort of star of that finding, really, who was... Um, yeah, definitely. He, he was um, sort of employed by uh, a um, lady called Edith Pretty, uh, Miss Pretty, who's a widow who owns the land, and she sort of brought him in to... Uh, 
do the dig, carry out the dig because she, she, she had a bit, yeah. of, a bit of a feeling. Excavate, excavate it. Um, it's it's very hard to sell it. I mean, it, it, it they, <laughs> they did they hadn't sold it to me. I kind of put off watching it for a while because I'm thinking, you know, yeah. it's a film about archaeology. Do I want to watch that? Um, however, um, have a listen to does, this. Does <laughs> does the mummy come alive? No, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but Ray Ray finds, um, and we will talk more about it in a minute. But Ray finds is absolutely yeah. wonderful as Basil Brown. Here's a clip. What are they? Would you hazard a guess? Burial mounds, I expect. We're standing in someone's graveyard, I reckon. Viking. Oh, maybe older. Apparently, local girls used to lie down on them in the hope of falling pregnant. Uh, well, I've heard plenty of legends. Is that why you want to dig, Mrs. Pretty? Tales of buried treasure? My interest in archaeology began like yours when I was scarcely old enough to hold a trowel. My childhood home was built on a Cistercian convent. I helped my father excavate the apse. That speaks, doesn't it? The past, and um, Miss uh, Lady Lady Pretty, Miss Pretty, um, yeah. is played wonderfully by Kerry Mulligan, who we've been spoke, speaking about earlier this year. We spoke about the other week when we watched uh, mm. Drive. Um, you know, we've got her upcoming in uh, uh, Promising Young Woman. We were just speaking about before that's coming out. So I think she's a real star of this year. I think she's going to be. She's definitely mm. going to win some stuff uh, in the awards season. Yeah, definitely. Have you seen the? I suppose controversy that that's come out. Uh, over the past couple of days around this film. No, go on. This. So how, basically what they're saying is uh, Karen Mulligan's in her 30s, um, and but actually Miss Mrs. Pretty was in her 50s uh, at the time of the dig. Okay, so, so like ages, the, ages casting. Why, yeah, ages, why, yeah, why didn't they cast somebody, uh, you know, yeah. more related to, well, more suitable age-wise, let's say. However, that aside... Um. Yeah, I I thought, just thought it was so lovely. This yeah. film, oh, it was absolutely wonderful. So I, I'm yeah, just jumping. I thought you know Ray Fiennes as Basil Basil Brown. Uh, on the outset, he's this quiet, sort of quite simple. It's a bit of a simple performance, but yeah. then actually you notice he's got these these beautiful little nuances that yeah. kind of like layer layer him. He, he sort of like mutters to himself, even when he's not like. The, the most you know at the forefront of the scene he's you can just see him wandering around muttering to himself in sure. the background which yeah. is just lovely yeah. and hums to himself yeah. um uh, I, I put down i was sticking on ray fines's um mm. performance the only word that that came to me whilst i was watching him was majestic i thought he was absolutely yeah. majestic yeah. Yeah. i've written it. majestic yeah, yeah it's <laughs> wonderful and even even just down to this kind of like his sun-kissed skin because yeah. he's been out in in the suns for so many you know years and just just beautiful beautiful um it's got this sort of the film's got this sort of uh almost like there's an intensity behind it although it's very sort of like low-key and very like you know on the offset boring yeah. but it's got this in intensity in the background of it because it's on the eve of war and it's very you know that's very uh it's very prominent as well but it looms over everything it's very important to everybody that uh that that what they're doing is is important do you know what i mean that's why they, they, they keep kind of going 
I don't know. They, they want to throw everything they've got into this excavation because it's you they know, know well, one they, last kind of push. Yeah, and know know stuff mean? like that's going to get shut down if they go into war. And exactly, they're quite exactly. aware of that. But also, like in, in terms of that intensity as well, I think a lot of that is built by the sound design. I think there's some amazing yeah. sound design there. Yeah. There's one bit where um, Lily James's character, and we'll get onto that in a, in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but she finds these. She makes this find, and she she she's the first one to make this find as part of the dig. Mm-hmm. And all the background noise and all the score and everything like that just drops. And mm-hmm. you can almost—it's almost like you can hear her heartbeat as she sort of like you feel yeah. what she's found and you feel yeah. the sort of, and all the eyes drawn in her. And it's just so clever that it does it all, and it makes that mm-hmm. feeling just with the sound design. You feel that shock and that sort of disbelief with it, and and it's yeah. all very subtle. It's a really—I'll go back to it. It's like it—it it doesn't. It just shows showed to me like it doesn't matter how boring a story is or <laughs> seemingly on the face of it. Mm. With the right production, with the right cinematography, and you know, we've not mm. spoken yet about the way it's shot. Yeah. It's, oh, it looks, it makes me want to go down to um, Suffolk and Ipswich yeah. now um, because it looks yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. stunning. Um, but, and yeah. all together, it's just stunning. Stunning. Absolutely yeah. Stunning. I, I made a point last week about um, Michael Mann using mm. um, digital. Cam, you know, digital cameras and, and that digital format mm. for period pieces and how it kind of just didn't work. Mm. However, I'm going to take that back a little bit for this because the use the use of like drones in this okay, is yeah, yeah. just wonderful. So the mm. these swooping landscapes, these massive, massive lenses they must use for for the film because it's just like. Um, just sweeping landscapes isn't it yeah sky big skies and things like that it's just beautiful um all right okay let's get on to the sort of things we didn't maybe like as much i think it lost some of its kind of charm when more characters were introduced so that i i didn't i didn't actually mind lily james's character and 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 the kind of romance i've read other people not enjoying that so much but actually i i that didn't matter too much for me it was more they introduced a lot of other characters at once and we it was like well who's that why you know what what, why are they here what's that all about and i kind of just felt it lost a little bit it felt a little bit more kind of like mechanical then do you know yeah 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 i'll say something on that in a minute yeah come on Mm. Do you want me to say oh, something like that? So. Oh, okay. I like the I was, saying, I was just making that. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I completely see what you mean, but I think that that's a deliberate sort of device for you, you are taken into this very sort of intimate world of uh, of Basil and his sort of the fact that he he works, you know, very quietly with a small team that he's taken on from the estate um, and he's working very closely with uh, Miss Pretty. And it's all very intimate, and it's all, and you're very much with him. As soon as those other, like the, basically the sort of the state come and sweep in and start taking over the sides and stuff like that, and um, pushing aside, as these extra characters are coming in, you feel the sort of ostr- the, the, the way he's sort of ostracized and pushed aside. I think all that just adds to that feeling of the way he is no, sort of sidelined. I, and I, yeah, I get that, and I, and I, I kind of. And, well enjoyed it but obviously didn't enjoy it because it you know you 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 didn't want him to feel that but it was just more i just don't think they really kind of established it enough uh, in that because i i I don't know i just thought i don't know it's hard to explain um yeah Um, i I couldn't tell you any of those characters names no tell you what the purpose was 
Yeah. And I just felt like um, maybe it was just that whole bit was maybe rushed a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you, you didn't mind the sort of the subplot of the romance. I mean, it really, really annoyed me uh, when it came on because I, I, I mean, I, I actually found it quite insulting because what you got is a sort of a screenplay that's historically quite accurate about, you know, how it went down, um, really sort of bringing to attention this guy, Basil Brown, who didn't get much sort of recognition for his work on the on the dig until many, many years later. Um, I think he was just about sort of still, around, still alive when he got recognition, but not, you know, not massively, um, you know, You've, you've said about the sort of the casting of Edith Pritchard. Okay, fair enough. But the the Rory character, I think it was, who who is yeah, the, the, just... the love interest. He was a made up character, and it, and I just find it very sort of cynical and almost insulting that okay, they're, they're kind of looking at the audience thinking, what do we need here? Oh well, it's obviously for the people. We need to bring in a romantic yeah. subplot, and and I just kind of yeah. felt it so jarring. It's like and there's nothing against Lily James. I think she's wonderful. Her performance is amazing, but actually, is a sort of subplot. I didn't it didn't need it, and it and. and and also, what the interesting thing about the film is Ray Fiennes' character, solely Ray Fiennes' character. And, yeah. and the, the whole Lily James and um, I think it's Johnny Flynn who plays, plays the yeah, other guy. Yeah, Johnny Flynn, yeah. Um, so those characters didn't even cross... Uh, you know, Basil Brown's oblivious to what's going on. It's got nothing to do yeah, with yeah, him yeah. and his story, has it? It's just there yeah. happening on the side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fully get that, and as soon as that started happening, I was like, "Okay, I get what they do." For me, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it didn't matter too much to me. Um, yeah. Did you pick up on who his wife was? On who? Oh yeah, yeah. It's from um, Basil's Days wife, of, Days of the Bagnoles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was looking yeah. at. That. I was like, Just "Who is she?" It. Yeah, she's brilliant, isn't she? <laughs> she's re- actually a really, really good performance. Very small, small. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's uh, she's got Monica Dolan. Um, who mm. so we're back in it was like episode two, wasn't it? Where we spoke about, uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's uh, but she's, I mean, very small performance in this, but she's wonderful in it, and it's just really, really, really nice. And uh, I'd recommend yeah. it to anyone. Would you say that this film is The Truman Show or Eight Below, which I think <laughs> is like this Cuba Gunning Jr. one? Okay, it's bad. all right. I don't know. Let's go for the Truman it's got, Show. Uh, Huskies in it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with it. Again, it's not perfect. It's definitely flawed, but Ray Fiennes is just bloody lovely in it. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where can we watch this film, Greg? It's available now on Netflix. Okay, so here we are, the Harry Potter World Cup. It works so nicely, it lends itself so nicely. So there are eight Harry Potter films. Uh, and in you know the quarterfinals of any generic uh, competition, usually sports, uh, you have uh, eight teams in the quarterfinals. And uh, so what we thought we'd do is we put the eight films against each other in sort of in mm. pairs in chronological order. And then if couple of semi-finals and a final and we've done all that on the instagram and you guys have voted and you've been wonderful at taking part so thank you for that yes yeah, so thank you very much for that guys absolutely amazing so as we've sort of mentioned I, i'm a massive massive harry potter fan i wouldn't say i'm a geek like we like we said earlier because that's another level but i i do really really love harry potter especially the films i, I, I think they've done very very well and and i I loved Harry Potter as a kid. Uh, I think you know it, it wasn't straight, wasn't as soon as Philosopher's Stone came out or Sorcerer's Stone if you if you American, um, but it was mainly when I was about sort of ten years old. I started reading it. Yeah, 
I guess we start off with speaking about the Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets because they're the first two that go up against each other. Mm. And then we'll speak about who won in this first quarter final. So, yeah. Quite a big deal, wasn't it? When it, when, yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that feeling of the anticipation of this, these set of books that I've sort of grown to love. And um, there's a big build up to the fact that they were going to be made into films. And how was it going to look on TV and things like that? Not TV, how is it going to look on the big screen? (laughs) What were the characters going to look as I imagined them? And and they did <laughs> well, <laughs> pretty much. Certainly, in my mind, they did. I mean, so what? What now is you have the characters of the film that, for me, that, you know, yeah. they are that they are those characters, and you can't, I can't remember mm. how I pictured them before, but yeah. uh, you know, that probably means they did a good job. Yeah, probably worth mentioning both the Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, both directed by Chris, Chris Columbus, Columbus yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Which I think it's a great shout actually for the uh, for the first two because the first two kind of capture really capture the kind of magic of, of uh, the Harry Potter films and uh, of the Harry Potter world. And I think coming, you know, looking at Chris Columbus's other other work, Home Alone. Um, Christmas Chronicles two, <clears throat> oh, <I'm gone>. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he at the time was was the perfect choice for it. And, definitely. And what you got to remember is, you know, say what you want about his films comparing to the rest of them, and like, there's a big difference in how they sort of go. But mm. aside from J.K. Rowling, Chris Columbus has created this world. He's he yeah. he's put the world on the screen, and so much of the aesthetics and the sort of the, well, how Hogwarts is and what it looks like yeah. is down essentially. It's the, it's the rules, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. the yeah. rules that he kind of sets out ha- uh, pretty much followed, you know, throughout the series. And I, I don't think a a director, for example, like David Yates, who who did five, six, seven, and eight, could really have captured the magic. Is is a much more uh, like stripped back kind of take on on the world, I suppose, uh, and a lot more kind of clinical. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I say? yeah. So, I think. Um, well, yeah, great. I do love the film. The the two as two sort of steps, first steps into the world. They're doing very very well. I'm, I'm Chamber gonna... of Secrets is two hours fifty four. <laughs> it's far too long. Yes, it's far too long. I mean, I'm 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 going to stop short of insulting the the kids when they were. Um, yeah, this, yeah. but but they weren't great, were they, in terms of the performances? <laughs> they, they, they were, they were, they were, no. they were, they weren't trained and experienced as they were in in the later films. Um, so, and and you do feel that when you watch the back, when you watch it back, it just sort of it doesn't sort of hold up. A few other things as well is like, I do find it quite interesting. I do find this sort of stuff fascinating about how they had to um, adapt the ge- geography, in particular, of the set. Of, of the grounds of Hogwarts yeah. and things like that as they went on in order to sort of accommodate the sort of the later films. So, I mean, a big one is like Hagrid's hut. It's literally next to the school yeah. in the in the in the first <laughs> one, but obviously then they had to move it much further away. And and that. Um, but it's it's magical. It's absolutely magical, and that sort of sets the scene for everything else. So, what was the winner? Okay, so Philosopher's Stone up against Chamber of Secrets. Very close, actually, closer than I thought mm. it would be. Um, I'm not yeah. surprised to say that Philosopher's Stone won, uh, but only by yeah. f- only at 53% of the vote. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, so are we going straight on to Azkaban? Let's move on. Okay. So this, so were we Azkaban and Goblet of Fire? Yes, we're Az- Azkaban against Goblet of Fire. Uh, wow. So worth mentioning, okay, 
Azkaban, Prison of Azkaban, directed by Alfonso Curran, Oscar-winning director Alfonso Curran, who, after Prisoner of Azkaban, went on and directed Children of Men, yeah. which is an absolutely breathtaking film. Right. Then he, did, he, you know, he did some other things, but he directed Gravity, he directed yeah. Roma. Uh, yeah, wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow. Um, um, pretty wonderful. And this is when this is when it started to change, and this is when it, you know it yeah. started to take a different turn and introducing characters like um, Gary Oldman, Sirius Black. Um, yeah. Sirius Black definitely, you know, and uh, that, that's kind of a game changer. Especially, you know, you've, we've got some amazing British names anyway, but Gary Oldman, that's a good that's a good get for yeah, uh, you know these kids' fantasy films, really, aren't they? Um, Another, I mean, one thing we've sort of skirted over is the fact that the big, big change really isn't so much like the sort of set in the feel of the film when it goes on to the third one, but um, obviously Richard Harris had died uh, by the time we made the third one. So oh, of Ma- course, Michael, yeah, definitely. Michael definitely. Gambon, quite a slick replacement, actually, uh, mm. really, when you look at it. I think it was quite, you know, different performances, but actually when you look, look yeah. at it now, it's, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that, you know... Um, it, See, it did in Azkaban. It doesn't bother me. There's a scene in Order of the Phoenix, and Dumbledore loses his temper with all mm. the kids. Yeah, and Dumbledore wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> he just went like, I don't know why I'm feeling so passionate about it, but okay. Dumbledore wouldn't do that, and I think that was a real bad choice. Yeah. Um, okay. I do feel Richard Harris kind of nailed it more than Gambon did, but Gambon was still very good. But yeah, there you go. Um, uh, is this the one that's just got Ian Brown in the Leaky Cauldron? Um, yeah. Stirring, the cup, stirring the cup of tea. Stirring a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, a lot more sort of magic is brought into it. So you've got um, the fat lady's portrait with Dawn French. Um, mm. So, but I, Re- it just, Recasting as well. Yeah, but it's just sort of showing the size of the franchise and mm. the fact that anyone, everyone who was anyone, particularly British actors... Um, yeah. would just throw in themselves at dying to be in these films. Yeah. And uh, and it shows you've got, you know, the s- smallest little roles are played by pretty, you know, big big people. You, got, you know, Timothy Spall's introduced, obviously, as Peter Pettigrew, but he stays in for quite a lot. David yeah. Thewlis brought in as Lupin, who's just yeah, wonderful, absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, you've got... Is, is Julie, Julie Walters must be in one of the first two. Yeah, of course she is. She's in, uh, yeah, she's in both of them. Both yeah, of them yeah. Um, so, th- so they're backing it as well. The cast is just unbelievable, and th- yeah, there won't definitely. be there won't be anything, there won't be a British franchise like this made this big, and this this sort of vast for a long, 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 long time. And that in itself mm, is definitely. such a feat, isn't it? Yeah. Let's move on to Goblet of Fire. So, a lot of people have said Goblet of Fire is their favourite book because it it really ups the ante with the Triwizard Tournament. We see kind of more aspects of the Wizarding World. You've got the World Cup, but then obviously with the Triwizard Tournament, we've got these kind of four uh, big kind of challenges throughout, which is, you know, it's good fun. Um, It builds, the film-wise, it builds a lot on what Alfonso Coran kind of set with uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Personally, I think it kind of just, doesn't quite live up to it. Well, isn't um, it's the biggest? I, I can't quite nail it. It's the biggest book, uh, isn't it? It's the, it's the yeah, yeah yeah. And I think you know what they've tried to do is get the biggest book into one film, and I think that's quite a challenge in itself. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I like the World Cup stuff. I like this. You know, I'm I, hesitant to talk too much about the story because the story is the story, and and they've got to do their best to sort of adapt the source material into onto the big screen um, as best they can. So, and they do. I think they do yeah. sort of fairly fairly good job of that. Um, it's some things that annoy me with Goblet of Fire is the bits that don't make sense, such as Trow is a tournament. You've got these other two schools that come and join for mm. the whole academic year, supposedly. Right? Yeah. What do they do? Like, there's a load <laughs> of like, like they've got these four, three or four tasks um, or whatever to take part in. Yeah. What what do they spend their time doing? Are they schooled with everyone else? <laughs> also, their headmasters have come with them, and there's only about fifteen of them for each school. Yeah. Who's looking after yeah. the school for the whole year? Everyone else is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just why are you looking it? too much into this, Craig? Just bothers me. <laughs> Stuff on. like this just bothers me. Um, I okay, I tell you what happens to me in the Goblet of Fire though. When his name gets comes out of the sorting hat. Uh, not sorting hat, mm. comes out of the goblet. The um, goblet, yeah. And he's then the second sort of Hogwarts challenger. You just start, I start to think, God, Harry, you are actually quite insufferable, aren't you? Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, he's just this, everything is about him. I mean, I know the books are called Harry, yeah. pa- Harry Potter, but <laughs> if you were another kid at that school, you'd just be like, you've, uh, I'm, I'm starting to think, I'm with you, Malfoy. I'm getting annoyed with him as well. Yeah. Like, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and I suppose that carries on a little bit, but I think it's most prominent in this film where it's just like, oh, okay. yeah. give someone, yeah, give someone else like that. So this film's directed by Mike Newell, who uh, has directed, he's got such a range of films that he's directed. Four weddings. Four weddings. So <laughs> random that he went on to do this. Very, very strange. Probably worth mentioning as well that this is the introduction of uh, Ray Fiennes again as uh, Voldemort. Because um, it wasn't in him really in the first one. Scene. No, no, it wasn't. Um, yeah. He wasn't even cast in it then. So, yeah, but in yeah. an amazing, the graveyard scene is, is pretty great, to be honest. Yes. So, anyway. This, oh, that, so what that was, line, oh, that line of get the spare or kill the spare. Yeah, kill the spare. Oh, oh. Oh, wow. Our pats, rest in peace, mate. Yes. Um, so, what was the winner? Okay, so I think quite predictably, um, with 62%. Yeah. Uh, is Azkaban. Uh, so, yeah, nice. that's, that's quarterfinal two. Fantastic. On to quarterfinal three. Okay. We have Order of the Phoenix against Half-Blood Prince. So... Okay. So this is when uh, David Yates took over uh, St. Helens Born and Bred. Uh, oh, really? David Yates took over and basically directed all of the rest of the films. Yes. Yeah, from here. And the Fantastic Beast films as well, so far. Yeah. Um, and you can tell it takes a it takes another shift in tone. As I said earlier, it's very sort of these films are very clinical. They're very they're very washed out. It's got like a definitely like a blue kind of tone to all of them. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of kind of the pretty melancholy these ones now because it's mm-hmm. Harry tends to be on his own a lot. He's he's kind of like separated from his from his friends, especially more so more so in the books, but. Um, but the real, like, super, super dark. Yeah, I really enjoy Order of the Phoenix because it sets up one of, as we, you know, we've got Voldemort, but we've got one of the best screen villains yes. ever, I think, in Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. She is She's... absolutely you hate marvelous. It. You hate her, don't you? Yeah, you absolutely just hate her. Hate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do. Um, and it's it's that, I quite like that montage when it goes really dark and you feel her, t- she's taken mm. over the school. 
Dumbledore's yeah. uh, sort of gone off, and uh, Finch is putting up these sort of new rules yeah. every every yeah 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 every so often, and uh, yeah, and but you also feel yeah you feel like they are sort of um, pushed aside. You don't feel safe anymore. It's the bit of the yeah, books where you yeah. don't feel safe, and that's like you're deliberate. You know, you've not got Dumbledore as the figurehead who's there and to, to mm. look over things and look over everyone. I think what you've got with the stories for the first few films is Dumbledore is this safety net, and he's there, and he's the sort of grandfather figure that yeah. you know that everyone's going to be all right as long as Dumbledore's there. Dumbledore pushed aside. It's like, well, it's the fact that they have to make the Dumbledore's army, don't they? And and yeah, that later on, um, yeah. which is pretty cool. I, and I like that whole. Show shift in um sort of the feeling you get as a viewer like everything is not yeah. all right here um mm, and that's pre- that's pretty cool so half blood prince then yes so this is the book it's that bit, i got up to uh, yeah it's a bit more throwaway throughout this film i fear and it, i felt that it was kind of rehashes certain things especially the kind of the book you know uh that we kind of kind of already got in Chamber of Secrets. However, it's got a very very uh, prominent sort of uh, you know final act, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I th- it's, yeah. Uh... With regards to the kind of the 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 quest for this for the Horcrux that Harry doesn't really know about yet, and then mm. obviously the the kind of final uh, the battle in the, uh, the the tower. You've got a bit of a return to sort of the um, the sort of the, the safety of the sort of like the go the day to day sort of goings on of Harry being in school and yeah. everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you've got a great introduction of Jim Broadbent as Slughorn. I think that's yeah. really really interesting um, yeah. to do that. Um, but it's it's yeah it is sort of it's the it's the bit between the the second and the third act of the series if you think if you think about like yeah. the whole. Horcrux story arc gets set up here um, and mm. just sort of this is just gearing you all up and putting all the pieces into place ready for all that to take place I think that's what it is that's why it's a bit throwaway because it's every, all the all the all the chess pieces are being shuffled into place yeah here, definitely getting ready for the final act so nothing massive well obviously towards the end nothing massive goes on but the the whole building up to that and then gearing up ready up for everything else yeah, that's going to happen so what was the winner so yeah order of the phoenix 53 percent wow. uh, so they've all been very very close well that's nice. the, that's the second 53 percent so yeah um there you go. it's uh, it's really it's causing controversy this this game was mm. we had people messaging there's um <laughs> all sorts of people messaging you can't do this to us i can't believe that's lost <laughs> uh, as laura on instagram very early on said this is a dangerous game um final two let's go for it so final final quarter final quarter final <laughs> we're not going to go in quite as in, in depth into the semi-finals and the finals as we've already talked about these films but yes uh, so deathly hollows part one versus deathly hollows part two and for me yeah and I, I think i spoke about this uh maybe last week well yeah i think we touched on it last week i absolutely love the deathly hollows part one yep. it's the first time really at you they're on their own and they need to, the, you know, they are truly on their own and they need to put everything into practice. There's a really, really great scene straight after the wedding where the three of them are in London yes. and they kind of they get attacked by Death Eaters and you really show like they're all, they're, 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 they are, each of them is a working part in this team. Yeah. Even Ron, even crappy Ron. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> and it's just brilliant to see us that scene especially just brilliant, brilliant the cafe. to see um in the cafe yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. um and I, I just love how, how I love how bleak it is. I love how it's beautiful. The cinematography is incredible in this film, more so in, than in any of the other films. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned last week, great Nick Cave tune in a very strange scene. But there you go. Which one? Um, which scene is that? I, 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 it's the the Harry Harry and Hermione's dance in the. Uh, oh, of in course. The, it's yeah. It's a Nick Cave song called maybe. Our children, or something, something yeah, children. Ten, yeah, it's, it's really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. Really like eerie song, uh, but yeah, I just love it. I, I, for me, it's different to all the other ones. When I was kind of getting a little bit fed up of not fed sure. up, but you know, we see more. So uh, for me, it's definitely Howl's Part One. But I know yeah. I absolutely would agree with you actually, and uh, it's it's the sort of yeah, it's the it's the guys on the road. They've, it's it's the coming of age. They've come of age, really. And, yeah, um, yeah. But also, I like the fact that it's quite self-aware. So there's stuff like, you know, you're watching bits where um, <laughs> you're kind of like rolling your eyes when Ron's going on about the light that he's following and everything like that. And uh, yeah. it guides him to uh, Hermione and everything like that. And then, <laughs> then he's basically getting some love advice off Harry and asking what he thinks. <laughs> and Harry goes, well, I don't know, but if you carry on giving the line about the light, following that light, you're golden. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's just, but there's, there's a wittiness about it, I think. And yeah, sort of, definitely, sort of definitely. Yeah, but it's that, it's like, mate, all right, mate, you know, yeah. it, it's just, they've just grown up a bit, That's do it. you know what I mean, you know, and it's, it's yeah, it's great, it is great. But on to Deathly Hallows Part 2, and this is it, this is this is the this is the climax of everything, and I, I, I don't think you can deny the final kind of battle, you know, it's an all-out action film this as i think i mentioned it last week as well um and it's very for me it's very very impressive a lot you know majority of this of, of this you know the the well the, the well the battle for hogwarts isn't it um yeah. it's really impressive it's very very um i think brutal to be honest you know this there's, there's the, it goes all out i think there's you know you see uh i can't remember her name now but you, i think it's ron's ex-girlfriend isn't it she's getting eat, getting a throat eaten out by a bloody werewolf at one point which is pretty yes. full on and you get all the spiders taking over yeah, at one point yeah. and yeah I, I i think it's it's solid i was peak it's a great climax to the film but i was peak mm. hating harry uh towards the end yeah. of it because i'm like <laughs> you have caused all this mate look at what yeah. all your sort of egocentric <laughs> stuff for the past seven years has climaxed at this people dying the whole school bloody falling apart. You decided to come mm. back here because <laughs> find this bloody thing and look what you're yeah. going. But also, it's the fact that like around, <laughs> it did bother me like around the great hall. You know when he's sort of like um, afterwards, he's sort of like walking around and like looking at everyone. Yeah. Sort of like a bit of uh, acknowledgement of his efforts yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. And everyone's just like everyone's the whole. I don't know, everyone's a bit sort of nonchalant about the whole events that have just gone on. It's just like, oh, really? <laughs> there, there's a really funny bit of Jim Broadbent just go, he's just like, he's just absolutely knackered and he just looks at him and goes, Harry? <laughs> it's yes. just really funny, really funny. However, I think yeah. it's a perfect time to speak about someone who for some reason we have managed to overlook in this discussion uh, through all okay. these films. Alan Rickman, just, yeah. uh, he is oh. just... The keystone, I think, to mm. everything that goes on in the yeah. Harry Potter series. Yeah, he's definitely. just wonderful. And he's not, I mean, part of it is to, to do with the nature of the character of Snape, but I think Snape could have been played by someone worse as 
too over the top and too in your face, but there's something beautifully understated about the way yeah. Alan Rickman plays the character. Yeah. And he is, he, I think through the whole it's series, tragic. he's there's a tra- there's tr- tragedy behind it all. It's well, just, it's heartbreaking. Well, I think it's, yeah. And for me, it, his story is a more interesting story than anyone else yeah. in the whole series because yeah, definitely. his character is so layered and there is so, and there is so much you can then track back when you learn more and more about Snape's character in the eighth film and the seventh book, mm. you, you can track back to everything about his performance in yeah. every film all the way back. And and it makes you see everything in a whole completely different light. Mm. Um, I think it's just lovely. And and you got sort of that all came to a sort of beautiful head um, at the end um, when Harry's catching his tears. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah. Alan. And the pod Steve. Yeah. Beautiful. The late, great Alan yeah. Rickman. And uh, yes, what a great thing for him to do in the sort of last sort of eight years before, well, uh, 10 years yeah. really, um, before he sadly yeah. passed away. Mm, definitely. So I can imagine the winner was part two <laughs> somehow. Yeah, which surprised me. I thought Deathly Hallows mm. part one was going to get it. Um, but yeah, with uh, 65% uh, part 65%. Sorry, 60. There we go. Yeah, 65% uh, actually okay. gets it. So, okay. You've then got semi final one, and you've got where you've got Philosopher's Stone against Azkaban. Right? I think Azkaban's going to take it. Azkaban does take it with 69%, which yeah. I wholly endorse. I think that's uh, yeah. that's right. That yeah. I think it's just, definitely it's when it it's when third film came out, it's that difficult third film. It's like, okay, you've done the first mm. two. Are you gonna make all the rest of the films just rehashes of that? No, you're not. Yeah. No, wonderful. You're not. <laughs> um, good. Uh okay, so then um on the back of quarterfinal three and quarterfinal four, we have the semi-final of Order of the Phoenix against Deathly Hallows Part Two. Deathly Hallows is going to get that. Not easily, though. Uh, 58% uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2 there. So, the final. Here we go. Uh, Azkaban against Deathly Hallows Part 2. Do you know the result of this? I do not know the result. Okay. But I think think Azkaban's going to take it. Okay. Okay. So, before I announce the winner, I just... (laughs) <laughs> so, so big big thank you to everyone who's taken part we've had you know yeah. so many votes for this and people really getting involved and really getting engaged with that. i've really really enjoyed doing it and watching it as it sort of developed um it's close the final's close again but with 55 percent votes in the final it goes to the I've not got an applause noise. Get an applause noise ready on post-production. Yeah. Goes to okay. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Which, Amazing. I think it's my second favourite film, but it's still... I, it is my second favourite film. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but great. It's it's a it's a worthy winner. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you. Good. Still. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, should we do some quizzing? Should we round, off the, round that yeah. off with a bit of a quiz? Uh, it's quiz time. Yeah, uh, it is episode <laughs> episode thirty five. So if if our well regular listeners may remember episode twenty five, good friend of the show Christian came on and he gave us a little quiz on Shaun of the Dead, which is one of Greg and I's favourite films. But this say time, hi Christian. Say hi, hi Christian. Yeah, he's on all the all the bloody time now. Um, 
<laughs> but obviously, on the back of our Harry Potter episode, we thought, well, why the hell not? Chris is going to do us a Harry Potter quiz, a Harry Potter film quiz, not book yes. quiz. We've made to be, yes. we've had to be quite, uh, you know, quite clear with that. <laughs> yeah, I've not read a Harry Potter book for a good fifteen years, so yeah. Cool. I think, it was, right. I think it was in Astarte the last time I finished a Harry Potter book. <laughs> well, yeah, that definitely. Is same for me. And uh, <laughs> I've told this story too many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So how are we doing this, Chris? We've got 10, is it 10 questions? Yeah, we've got 10 questions. And depending on how good or equally bad you both are, there's a tiebreaker as well. Nice. So, yeah, just 10 good questions on Harry Potter. Yes. Lovely, amazing, lovely. Right, just, well, we'll do amazing. do this, and then we'll have a very, we'll have a, a little chat on your your Harry Potter views. Christine. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Yeah, get your quill, get your quills out. Ah, <laughs> oh, should have got my wand. Where's my wand? Ah, oh, damn it! Oh no, we don't want. No, don't a, get your wand a, out, Christian. It's a family <laughs> family show. <laughs> Okay, question one. Question number one. Okay, ready. Who is sorted first by the sorting hat? Oh, bloody heck. Okay, I'm going to go for... Which is film specific because it's different in the book to the film. Okay. 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 Question two. Try to go well, I've got some quiz music under here. You put, uh, yeah, you put yeah, yeah. yeah. I put some, I put some wizardy quiz music on. Oh, nice. Is, yeah, I don't know what that is. That's but... very specific wizardy quiz. Music. <laughs> <laughs> a wizard. A wizard. Hey. <laughs> okay. Question two. <laughs> yeah. Question number two. Question number two. Uh, what is the title of Gilderoy Lockhart's self-praising autobiography? Oh, nobody remembers anything about Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> I watched this one the other day. Uncle Ken. Uncle, Uncle Ken's a badass. Um, Gilderoy Lockhart's book. Pablo, shut up. No, it's not that. It's not Pablo. Shut Best up. in me on bloody doing it. Um, when I came into the bookshop today, I didn't know that Harry Potter was going to come in yeah. and buy a copy of something, something, and me. Yes, it is two way. It's something. No. No, God, it escapes me. Oh. Well, they spoke well for the rest of the quiz. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that dog is going nuts. Oh, hang on. It's all right, I've got nowhere to be. Take your time. No, I think... Let me... All right, hang on. Chris, I'm texting you. Okay, I've got your answers. Maybe. Ooh, maybe. I don't know. Okay, let's move on. Okay, question three, a bit easier for you. How many players are there in a Quidditch team? <laughs> Have you two seen Harry Potter films before? Yeah, I know. I thought <laughs> I've not really done any prep for this. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sure you can work it out. Two beaters. I'm going. I'm going for that. Okay. Bloody, right, mudblood. <laughs> mudblood answers these. Question. Hey. Question. Four. You should get this one. What is Professor Snape's Patronus? Oh. Kind of like. Uh... I can see it. 
then tell me what you can see. <laughs> I'm not having no nonsense of like, oh, actually, no, it's it's a, it's a slight variation of this. Okay. okay. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know why. I know it's right. There's a reason it is as it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is. Um, question five. Which ministry official does Harry transform into using Polyjuice Potion to get into the Ministry of Magic? Um, is this is that um, Dave Coaches? No, that's no, who Ron transforms Ron. into. Can I? Oh, I know who. Oh, wait. I I think I know his name. Uh... <sighs> See now. Hmm. No, I think that's wrong. But, God damn it. That's all I guess. Mm. Okay. Still still waiting for Greg's answer. No idea. I couldn't tell you. It's it's um it's no. I've written it like oh, mm. Yeah, mm. anyway. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't think we do very well. <laughs> we do very well at this, Greg, are we? No, I know. <laughs> okay. Question six. What is Slughorn disguised as when Harry first meets him? Which what which film is that? Uh, that is Half Blood Prince. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 I know I know I know I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question seven: Which one of the Weasleys dies at the Battle of Hogwarts? Oh. Uh. You've got like a 1 in a 15 chance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, question 8. R.I.P. What is written on Dobby's grave? Oh, on the beach. Yeah. No, that's right. Oh. Just, just forward it to Greg and give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, something like. <laughs> okay, okay. Are you going to edit out some of these awkward silences for twelve minutes? Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Got that. I think something. Oh, something reference to that. Would help if you spell um a Dobby's name right. It's not called Bobby. <laughs> 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 Um, the autocorrect, Bobby. He <laughs> <laughs> is Bobby. Question nine: Luna's father is the editor of which newspaper? Our Reese fans. Um, yeah, uh, it's called the Think. Something like that. Okay. Last but not least, question ten. Question number what? ten. What is Mad-Eye Moody's first name? Oh. I know this. I feel like it's something like that. Oh, yeah. No, it is. It is. Oh, wait. Are we happy with those answers yet? Oh, God. I'm not happy with it. But... I'm not high yet. I'm definitely <laughs> not happy with them. Cool. So, Chris. Yeah. Harry Potter films. Yes. What's your favourite and why? 
Don't really like him, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Chris and I got drunk and went to Harry Potter World. Yeah. Oh, did you? So, we did. And, uh, that was Watford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, my I... favourite is probably Prisoner of Ascom. I mean, nice. Why is that? You, just, you just can't go wrong, really. It's got everything you want. It's got, uh, oh, what's Bookbeak? It's got Sirius yeah. in there. It's got Gary Oldman. You know, everything you need. Yeah. It's it's yeah. just a fantastic film. Uh, yeah, it started I, getting I, dark at that. Yeah, I really, it wasn't I really like Prisoner Childish as the first two. It had, you know, dark twists mm. in there, and Gary Oldman's really good. And well, yeah. also, well, also, the first two are basically the same film, aren't they? Sort of like, yeah, the secret, yeah, secret room in, in yeah. Hogwarts that they and you've got to do like mission know, yeah. tasks to get through. Well, mission, yeah, yeah it's yeah. essentially a mission at the boss, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. yeah so but it yeah. started opening up a little bit. I, re- I really like Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, it wasn't my favorite. We'll speak, we've spoken about that. Have we've we? already spoken we about to... that. We've already or spoken about we? that. Let's use our know. time turner, Greg. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey. yeah, me and Susie were just talking about it, and we both pretty much agreed. I was talking to Susie about it earlier as well. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, I think the fourth book, The Goblet of Fire, is probably my favourite book, but the film just didn't really work as well. There was just no. too much going on, and it just yeah, just didn't feel like it, it ran well. <laughs> Now, mm. this is interesting. At the time of recording this quiz, I mean, I know we'll have spoken about the Harry Potter World Cup uh, already. Oh, yeah. But, uh, we, the vote is out at the moment for uh, Philosopher's Stone against Chamber of Secrets. Which do you think's winning? Philosopher's Stone. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, I, I would have assumed so. 53% Chamber of Secrets. Oh, just. Chamber of Secrets is nearly three hours long. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. We, well, we were going to put it on last week on, on my birthday, but we got down a bit late, and I was just, I'm not staying up till past 12 on a Tuesday night watching Harry Potter because it's like <laughs> under three hours long. We put it on a Saturday, and I was like, man, this is so far too long. Yeah. <laughs> Answers. Here we go. Okay, so question one: Who is sorted first by the sorting hat? Um, you you are both wrong. Oh God! <laughs> it's Who Hermione Granger. Oh, was it Hermione? Hermione <sighs> sorted first, and um, in the books, it's Hannah Abbotts who sorted first. So they went in really? alphabetical order in the books, but they just oh, went first, right. first oh. casting uh, thingy. So what did you okay. say? Dave? I said Ron. I said Draco. Mm. Okay. So both wrong. Good start, boys. Good start. Good start. (laughs) Um, So question two. What is the title of Gilderoy Lockhart's self-praising book? Greg, what did you say? I said something, something and me or some sort of reference to him in it. Dave, do you want to tell him what something, something is? Did I get it right? What did you say? Magical me is correct. Oh, so <laughs> I, oh man! Thank you, Uncle Ken. You beaut. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll. Uh, I think I might have to give you half a point for something. I something s- me. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got the me. I knew it. What? Yeah, because it's all. T- it's to do with it being such an, an ego, isn't it? 
I'll have I'll have half a point for that. Thank we'll, you. Very we'll much. give you half a point. Just you know, Jeez. being generous. Um, okay. How many players are in a Quidditch team? You both gave I the same answer. Seven, which is correct. Yay! Yes. Seven. So let me think about this. Seeker, a chaser, two beaters, two beaters, a goalkeeper, a keeper, and I can't remember what the other two. A blood, are. Uh, two a more chasers. Oh, two more. Oh, there's, there's four chasers on the team. No, there's a seeker, uh, yeah. two bludgers, the goal. Oh, the bludgers. No, two beaters. Two beaters, beaters. sorry. Yeah, yeah. The bludgers, the ball, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, sorry, the bludgers, ball. And then there's uh, three uh, chasers. Oh. The three chasers are like the main players, and then the beaters are trying to defend them, and then there's a goalie, and then the... Seat. Ah, cool. Yeah. There you cool. go, then. So you both mm, got nice. that. Uh, what is oh, Professor sorry. Snape's Patronus? Right. Deer. Yeah, because it's the well, same what, as what's Lily's. A, what's a female it? deer called? A oh, doe. a doe. There you go. It's a doe. Oh, are we having a I'm deer? Having deer. Well, I we'll said I'm not deer. taking no nonsense on that one. <laughs> we'll but it's, isn't it the same as Lily's? Is it, it is, yeah. 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 Because Lily's is a deer and then James's is a stag, so they're all kind of linked a little bit, aren't they? Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then yeah. uh, when Snape shows Dumbledore his Patronus in Dumbledore yeah. says, after all this time. <laughs> after all this time. Always. Always. <laughs> that was not bad Snape, actually. That's pretty decent Snape. <laughs> Does good voices. Yeah. Battle, a stopper in death. Anyway, you did, continue. You did, you, your first one was all right. That got <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> which ministry... Mr. McLean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which ministry official does Harry transform into using the Apologies Potion? I thought it was like Kyburn. Nope is incorrect. <laughs> nice. I thought it was like Kyburn, but it's a... no. It's it's uh, Kilburn. Yeah, no. Albus Runcorn. Runcorn. Kyburn's another character then. Yeah. Okay. Who's Kyburn? Runcorn. Yeah, because he says the little Scottish guy goes like, uh, "Morning, Runcorn." Yep. Oh, I can yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is he's he from? Um... He's not. He's not the one whose wife was in the in the uh, like court, is it? No, that's no, that's Dave's coaches. coaches. That's... Yeah, yeah, that's Dave's coaches. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. he, he's in. Oh, he's in something. I'll, I'll I'll double check. He's in something. You'll go. Of course, it is. It's in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'll wait for that conversation. All right. Um, <laughs> what is Slughorn disguised as when Harry first meets him? Jim Broadbent. Chair. But yeah, it's an armchair, isn't it? An yeah, armchair. he is an armchair. Nice. Um, question seven. Which Weasley dies at the Battle of Hogwarts? I put I, Fred. I said George. It's one of that, them two. And Dave's right. <laughs> Bloody coin toss. Wrong twin died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay. R.I.P. Pour, pour some out for my fallen homies. Uh, what is written on Dobby's grave? What's Greg written? I said, here, well, I wrote, here lies, because of autocorrect, here lies Bobby, who was a free elf. Or, <laughs> or a free elf, or, well, anyway. Yeah. Like, here lies Dobby, him. a free elf. Correct. Oh, I got it right, yes. Here lies yeah. Bobby, a free elf. Nice. Fantastic. Um, and what paper is Luna's father the editor of? Is it the quibble? 
I put the quibber. The quibbler. <laughs> so it must be, so, must be near, near one of them. What is the it? Quibbler. Quibbler. Oh. Quibble. Well, either we're both having that, or neither of us are having it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be generous and give it to both of you. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> um, what is Mad Eye Moody's first name? Alistair. Alistair is yeah. correct. Yes. Nice. Right. Okay. One. Six point five. Six and a half. You beat me. I think. I think you got seven and a half. Uh, he got. Are we having more than that. Quibbler? Yep. I had eight. Oh. I got magical me. Yeah. Seven. Oh, yeah. Dear. Yeah. Armchair, Fred, Dobby. Oh, you got Fred. Fred. Alistair. It's eight. Eight. Yeah. Not bad. I'm annoyed. I'm not... I should have remembered Hermione going first. Yeah. Good. You're not, proper, you're not a proper Harry Potter fan if you didn't if you weren't calling Hermione Hermione for the first day uh, <laughs> yeah. until the first Her- film Her- came out. Heremonia. <laughs> I used to think. <laughs> Who the f- is Heremonia? That's not the name. Hermione. Hermione. You've got to be, I just remember you've got my, to be a certain age my, for that. Yeah, I, I remember my sister just going, uh, reading a, like, a line, and, oh, I love Hermione. And I was like, who's that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, makes, that makes sense. <laughs> well, it's obviously because we don't come from as posh places, but Susie was like, of course it was Hermione. Obviously, I know people called Hermione. I was like, oh, who knows no. anybody called Hermione? <laughs> Herbie I know someone called Voldemort. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to do the tiebreaker just for shits and giggles? Let's have the tiebreaker just for laughs, yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. across all the films, how many minutes does Draco Malfoy appear in? Oh, come on. <laughs> You'll be surprised by this answer. How little it is. I'm not going to say until you <laughs> give me an answer. Right, let me think. Let me think about them. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 28. Oh, right. I've just sent one to... Sorry. It I said matter. 28. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've, well, I, uh, I sent it to Christian. I said 43. Yeah. Dave is closer. Across of course he Like 11 hours something of the films, Draco Malfoy is only in 31 minutes. Oh, wow. What? Yeah, but... There's some there's some films that he's far more prominent, but then there's there's a couple of films where he's he's just barely in it at all. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. Amazing. Well, thank you for your quiz, Christian. No yes, problem. As always, bloody beautiful. Not a problem. Two nil, Greg. Two nil. Oh, well, it's, yeah. it's going to be into it. Okay. Well, next mean, next uh, time we'll do. I don't know. Partridge. Kind of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Amazing, Chris. Thank you very much. We Not will a see problem. You in Thank you for having time. me. I'll probably have a baby. I'll, defi- I'll pretty much have a baby. Oh, you'll that. definitely have a baby. I'll definitely have a baby. Ah. Back. Well, yeah. Then you will be a dad on film next time. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. So next time Chris what is on the you. podcast, he should be a dad on film. Amazing. Yeah. Splendid. Splendid. That's cool. That's wicked. Right. I'm cool. Excited. Okay. Right. Lovely to see you, Chris. Thanks for having me, much boys. Love. PG Tips. Okay, so our So Solid You slash PG Tips this week is the 2017 Pixar beautiful, beautiful, vibrant animation, Coco. It's a request, wasn't it, Greg? 
it was a request. Yes, it was a request <laughs> off uh, my my boy Arthur. Uh, he's five years old. He came in the other day. And uh, sometimes what I quite like to do is whilst the kids are like playing on a Saturday morning, I'll watch a film. I'll just get a film in then. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. chilling out, I'll have my breakfast, stick a film on and, you know, just pottering around on a Saturday morning. And he came in as I was finishing. He, goes, and he said, what are you doing, Daddy? I said, I just finished watching a film. He went, are you going to do it for the podcast? And I said, yeah, I think I probably will talk about it for the podcast. Actually, he goes, mm-hmm. great. And he loves that. He always says that. He goes, great. Um, are, you, are you going to do Coco for the podcast? And I was like, we've not actually done it. So, yeah, I think we will. Yeah. <laughs> so Amazing. on Sunday, we hunkered down for our Sunday film night, as we Huga. often do. Huga. And watch Coco. <laughs> uh, not for the first time. It is beautiful. I saw it a, few, uh, a couple of years ago. First time. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, just a bit of a synopsis. Well, you've got something completely different. Uh, so uh, in Mexico, you've got Miguel, and he's uh, this young lad who dreams of becoming a musician. However, for some sort of reason unexplained at the start, his family strictly forbids music. He's got this great grandmother uh, called Imelda, um, and you start to find out a little bit about um, she, her marriage. And there was a man who left uh, left her and her daughter. So her daughter's uh, Coco, who uh, is uh, she, what's she called? Is she like grandmother Coco or something like that? Anyway, she's uh, Mama Coco. Mama Coco, yeah, yeah. Who's uh, sort of an elderly woman now, sort of um, doesn't really say much in a rocking chair. Yeah. Um, and th- anyway, this man had gone to pursue a career in music and never returned. Uh, and you know, you, then you've got Miguel. He he sort of he's very adventurous, and he just got wants to sort of fulfil this passion for sort of making music. Um, and he idolises this famous musician uh, called Ernesto de la Cruz. And, uh, Ernesto de la Cruz. <laughs> and uh, Miguel goes and sort of he. he, he practices guitar in secret but then uh, on comes the day of the dead which is this sort of yeah. uh, b- big mexican celebration which you have seen in specter uh you uh, yeah. might have seen in what's that other animation film that wasn't as good as this that came out about day of the dead um, book of life the book of life yes um so actually been quite a few th- sort of references to it over uh, over sort of relatively recent years i didn't know mm. much about it really until I think probably Spectre was probably the first time uh, it came came to my mind. Um, And, you know, it's all about sort of honouring the dead and celebrating the dead and remembering the dead. And the whole point of it is by remembering the dead, you are keeping them, uh, their spirit alive in the sort of, in the afterlife. And then, yeah, literally, that's what, yeah, 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 yeah. that's what you're actually Uh, doing. And what a wonderful vehicle for sort of... um, addressing the idea of death to young people um something that um, doesn't have to be feared it's a fact of life it's um we can remember people and keep them alive i mean i you know whatever 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 you believe i think that the idea of day of the dead is something that or even just on the basis of a, of um, a metaphor for mm. for me- remembering your loved ones, it absolutely yeah. works. You are keeping them alive by remembering them, and I think that yeah. idea is absolutely beautiful. I know it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And why don't why isn't that a thing over here? Like it, yeah. it should it should be. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love this film. Like it it is hands down my favorite Pixar film. I I just adore it. I watched it 
I watched it on New Year's Day with my son. We sat down and uh, he was running around messing about, and I, I was like, "Well, I'm watching it, mate. <laughs> I absolutely love it." Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I just love everything about it. The animation is incredible. The, as the messages, as we said, are so important. It's it's laugh out loud funny, but the big thing for me is the music. Yeah, the music is incredible. Incredible, all the mariachi stuff, all the kind of Vanessa de la Cruz, almost like it's not quite mariachi, mariachi, it's not quite flamenco, but it's more the kind of like the the grand shows, it, unbelievable. But then you're more sort of low key stuff uh, with um, Hector, Hector, um, and his version of Remember Me. It's just, it's just beautiful, beautiful, yes. and I, I, it's on a. They're on all my playlists. I just adore it. I, I truly adore it. Should it's amazing. A little, a little bit. Should have a yes, little please. bit of it. Yes, please. Yes. Remember oh. me. Though I have to say goodbye. Remember me. Don't let it make you cry. For even if I'm far away, I hold you in my heart. I sing a secret song to you each night we are apart. Remember me. Remember me, though I have to say goodbye. Remember me. <laughs> wow. I just, oh, it's just it's stunning, isn't it? It really is. It's stunning. It is. And, and it's... It, for, for me, that's, that's the high point that they've hit recently. Yeah, um, I think so. You know, the past maybe maybe 10 years i think that that's it's the best one they've it's, done it's my favorite but i think it's the best one they've done in the past decade definitely the best the best things for kids somehow just find magical ways of addressing mm. the hardest topics yeah um I, I, and for me it goes right back to like sounds ridiculous but like sesame street you know, like yeah. Sesame Street yeah. would always have like a, a, a really like tough message sort of like mm. to quite a lot of the episode. Yeah. But it's it's that it, it success is sort of rooted in that. It's like how do you talk yeah. to kids, sort of talk across to them about really difficult stuff, but in a way that makes it all all right and the world's less scary, mm. sort of thing. Yeah. And I think this just yeah. absolutely does that beautifully. Um and yeah, um I'm sure a wonderful um, representation of uh, Mexico and um, mm. you know and Mexicans. It's and it's just nice to have something completely different, and it's just yeah, yeah. wonderful. Wow, beautiful. Where can we see this film, Greg? Disney Plus. Critic. I'm Finley. I'm Luca. I'm Eight. Okay, and what film are you going to tell Uncle Dave all about? Heroes. We can be heroes. We can be heroes. And what did you watch that on? The telly. On the telly, but what was it on? Where can we find it on? Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Who wants to tell us all about the film then? Go on, Els. What happens in We Can Be Heroes? Uh, aliens take over the world. Aliens take over the world. And then what happens, Finlay? Uh, the children try to save the, their grown-ups. So the children become 
superheroes, they don't they? They are already superheroes. Sorry, but one, uh, they had one normal kid, but she is super clever. <gasps> one of the people, uh, they are kid, and they was a alien spy. An alien spy? So they were telling the aliens what they were doing? He was... Uh, so... So it was a little girl. Oh, really? And he was spying on <gasps> his his end. Oh the, no! On the on the children, the baby spy. Mm -hmm. They the baby spy was in charge of the grown up. Oh no way! If you were to give this film stars out of five, so five being the best and one being rubbish. Elliot, how many stars would you give this out of five? Ten. Oh, that is super good. What about you, Finley? Uh, five out of five. Five out of five. Lou, what do you reckon? A hundred. <gasps> so it was a big thumbs up from the Kerwin house. £100,000. £100,000, okay. Hundred. Yeah, so the boys love the film We Could Be Heroes, um, so check it out on Netflix, everybody. Bye. So... I I've not seen this film. I know for a fact you you've, you've not seen this film, Greg. So this is no. We Can Be Heroes. First of all, thank you, boys. Absolutely wonderful yeah. review. Yeah, beautiful review. Um, and they're getting better each time. They're getting they're getting better each time they're on. So these are, these are my nephews, obviously everybody. Um, so this film is We Can Be Heroes. So it's directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez, who did you know Sin City, yeah, um, Spy Kids, El Mariachi, Spy uh, Kids, yeah. but. It, so this is a, it's a spin-off of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Greg. <laughs> right. Okay. Which I can say I, I can't quite remember seeing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a decent cast. Pedro Pascal's in it. Um, you've got who else have we got in it? Um, Who's Boyd Holbrook? He's yeah, uh... Boyd Boyd Holbrook from Logan. He's in Logan. Okay, uh, Christian Slater and Narcos. Christian Slater's in it. Yeah. So I've heard. Things about it, mm -hmm. not many good things, but obviously, as the boys have just said, <laughs> they thoroughly enjoy yeah. it. So, yeah. I may check it out one day. Whether I'm going to rush out to watch it is another question. But what do you think? <laughs> maybe, maybe I think it's probably like a little bit above my kids' sort of age yeah. range at the moment, mm -hmm. but it's 97 yeah. minutes, so who knows? One Sunday morning, we might whack it on. Thanks, Absolutely. chaps. But thank you very yeah, thank you very much again, Kerwin boys. If you would like to send us a review of a film you've seen recently or a film you've seen in the past but love or or hate even better, send us a, a stamped address envelope to PO box because <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's a critic, Greg. So for homework this week, Greg, yes. um, we've mentioned it the past couple of weeks. You've uh, had the soundtrack got, to it. I, I had the soundtrack. Uh, we, meant, we mentioned it for something else as well a couple of weeks ago. I can't quite remember why. But this is one of the Tarantino films that you sadly haven't seen. But I've, got, actually, a, I've got it on Doved. I picked it up Doved. in a charity shop on Doved. Right. Uh, so I don't even have a Doved player anymore, Greg. Mm -hmm. um, so... I would like you to go away and watch Jackie Brown. Lovely. Right. Well, that's it's and nice. I'm definitely going to do it as well. Nice to have nice. a good excuse to. Yes, uh, I will go and do yeah. that. Love Quentin. Big fan of Quentin. We'll have a Quentin week. Uh, yeah. uh, sometime. We will have a Quentin week. If he pulls his finger out and makes another film anytime soon. Yes. We'll see.
yes. So if you've seen Jackie Brown, send us your thoughts, send us a review, send us whatever. Uh, but yeah, we want to want to hear what you guys have to say. So Jackie Brown, where can we? Oh, you've got a DVD, so we don't need to, we don't need to do this. <laughs> well, Amazing. Where can everybody else see it? Where can where can, if other people want to see Jackie Brown, uh, where can they see it? Uh, Jackie Brown. I'll probably end up paying for it because I can't be bothered to get my DVD <laughs> DVD in the DVD player. It's available on Sky Cinema and Now TV now. On the box. So, Greg, what is on the box this week for you? There's quite a few things stood out for me uh, this week, and uh, I'll just name-check a couple of them. So, um, yeah. on Sunday afternoon ITV, you got Uncle Buck, that's since 20 past two. Uh, Green, yeah. Green Miles on Sunday night on uh, Five Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Too long. Nine yeah. Um, <laughs> three, bill- three billboards, um, which um, yeah. we both speak- spoke about. It's on Monday night on Film 4 at nine o'clock. However... Um, for a bit of a uplifting laugh, um, and I think nice. this is perfect. Sort of for if you've got kids that are maybe a little bit older um, for Saturday yeah. tea time, twenty past six on ITV Two, liar liar. I was about that. Oh, that is great. This pen so is royal blue. Wonderful. Uh, and, uh, oh, it's so good. It's great. He got paid so much money to I, make that film. Yeah, I bet he did. Like, ridic- like $20 million or something <laughs> daft like that. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, well, I'm going to change the tone. Com- I'm going to change the tone completely. Yeah. Okay. So, not if you want something for your kids, if you want a dark, twisted thriller. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. why the hell not? So, I'm going for Sunday. Mm hmm. Quarter past 11 on film four. Okay. okay. And this film is called The Gift. The right? Gift. And it's, um, so this is 2015. Um, it's di- So it's directed, written, and starring Joel Edgerton. Um, so Joel okay. Edgerton, uh, what would you have seen Joel Edgerton in? Uh, A lot. He's in loads of stuff. Uh, he's in Great Gatsby. Um loads of stuff you'll recognize him <laughs> but also stars jason bateman rebecca hall um and it's it's so dark it's about so uh, jason bateman is a, is a is a husband and he bumps into a guy he used to know from school but this guy is just a bit there's just something off about him and and it just kind of escalates and just the climax is right wow dark very okay. dark, but cool. great film, good little thriller, uh, definitely worth a watch. So that's Sunday, quarter past eleven on film four. I will not be staying up for it, but uh, maybe I'll set, <laughs> set my set top box maybe to record. It's worth a watch. Yes, the climax. Yes, yeah. I'll okay. just, I'll just, that'll okay. make sense if you watch it. Okay, cool. Okay, look forward to so it. That's what's on the box. What's on the box? Thirty-five. Let me tell you, thirty-five episodes, thirty-five weeks. Right. Yeah. So we've done this for thirty-five weeks, yeah. and thirty-five weeks is roughly well, it is about sixty-seven percent or two-thirds of a year. Mm. So okay. So we, you know, we, we we're nearly. Well, we are nearly there. We're doing a whole year. Whole yeah, year, and this. we need to put some contingency plans in for when 
I have this baby. Not well, not me personally. We need to start front loading yeah. some episodes. Yeah, I think we do, no, don't we? I, no, I think it'd be quite fun to be something different of just like you just coming on for an hour and me just chatting yeah. to you about how it's going and uh, maybe you'll have to do some feeding time. It's, it's... I might have to sit in the car while she's like, yeah. whether I'm allowed on the ward or not. So I'll sit in the car and FaceTime you and do the episode. Lovely. <laughs> maybe we'll do she's it. ready. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe we can do it over a series of just little, like squeezing 10 minutes in wherever we can. Uh, yeah. Just sort of like, yeah, yeah I mean, it could be quite fun for, yeah. Yeah. Make something a good little fun. bit different. Good, good, good. What is uh, what's on the cards in the Smith household this weekend? Uh, getting my new window fitted, so my whole oh, yeah, hole in yeah. the house is being fixed. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully it won't Amazing. rain or snow too much before then. Uh, and other than that, you know, like go on another like nice big walk, so it's some mm. somewhere just just hey, we're getting well into basketball in this house now. So um, we're going to watch Space Jam next week, aren't we? Uh, yes, as, as I was so solid you and so I, was, I took um, took my lad Arthur on a bit of a walk the other day and uh, chatting to him and he's he's a bit like me not very athletic uh, you know he's never going to be good at football he's you know I, I used to hate the playground at school because I was crap at football and uh, you know I hated the fact that all anyone did was play football um, mm. so I speak to him about sport Me too. and I was, I thought I need to get this boy a niche and uh, he, he said, um, I said, what's, what do you like? He said, basketball. I said, great, let's, let's get into basketball. So I've bought, I bought the kids like a hoop, a little hoop off Amazon, like 40 quid, like kids, yeah. kids hoop. Um, so that's all set up and I've got them a ball and stuff. And then we're getting into NBA uh, and uh, we've, nice. been, we've been watching. So he's decided because because all the only place in America he knows about really is New York because yeah. me and Jane talk about it because we've both been there a couple of times. And so he said the New York team. I was like, like the Knicks, cool. I uh, could have gone for the Brooklyn Nets who are like top mm-hmm. at, top of yeah. the uh, East Eastern Conference at the minute. But um, yeah. the Knicks haven't done well for many years. But I was like, ah, okay, cool. <laughs> Madison Square Gardens. And one day, Arthur, We'll go there and we'll watch him. Yeah. So he's been watching me, and you know what? I've been loving it. I've been I've been getting well into it. We watched uh, Sunday <laughs> night, Sunday night. Uh, we watched uh, Knicks versus Clippers, um, nice. and then because they play all the time, that's the other thing. Mm. And uh, they Knicks played the Bulls on Monday night, like the day after they played Clippers. So so some night some games they put on for like good times, like show for UK audiences, like for yeah. Um, for people over here, so like you get them at six PM on a Saturday or Sunday, uh, but some obviously like one in the morning. So then, like having my breakfast, I found myself on a Tuesday morning, like, oh, Nick's played the Bulls last night. Put on the highlights on YouTube and sit there yeah. watching the highlights. Lost both nice. times. So ever since we've been following the Knicks, <laughs> they've been losing. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I'm quite excited by NBA and uh, getting oh, into cool. it. So uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. that. I'll Good be doing stuff. some more that's of that. that. But, nice. How about you? Um, decorating stripping yeah. walls yeah. nothing too exciting at all I'd probably go out for a walk if the weather's nice mm. maybe go to skate park or something for a little bit because i'm 12 yeah. uh, but that is it but that just reminded me for pat obviously the password but our password last week was uh place films with place titles wasn't it oh yeah um yeah so jack sent jack sent us dunkirk yes which good. We, we overlooked yeah. um but my oh, sister yeah sent me a load if you just bear with me uh <laughs> you know when jack said to doug kirk i was like has yeah. he just seen doug kirk like that's what <laughs> <I said. laughs> so she sent 
Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. I think that was a film. Gangs yeah. in New York. Yeah. Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Rio. Yeah. And Philadelphia. Wonderful. She sent the Philadelphia, oh, like the cheese. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. Very good. Very, Lovely. very good. Thank you so, for that. Password this week. Yeah, amazing. Thanks, Jules. It's got to be Harry Potter related, doesn't it? Yeah, just send us something Harry Potter related. Yeah. Harry Potter related. Boom. You're boom, a boom, wizard, boom. Harry. Um, You're a wizard, Harry. Amazing. So, 35, absolutely brilliant. Amazing. Thanks for sticking with the us, guys. Longest episode in history. <laughs> We're probably edited out. Sorry if we edited out your contributions. Yeah. Uh, we've, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's late. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh we had to we had to shorten it down a little bit. So yep. Nice one. Have a good weekend, people. Go. Stay safe. Be good. Have a great weekend, everybody. Keep listening. Keep uh if you know if you want to buy us a beer, that's absolutely fantastic. Thank oh, you. Um yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, brilliant. Thanks very much everybody for listening. Thank you for uh sending your comments and sharing. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, love you, very tired, Greg. Love you a long time, bye bye. Go to bed. I love you, bye.